Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast on this Monday, February 1st. I hope everybody had a great weekend, or if you're catching this in the middle of the week, I hope you're having a great week. I mean, chances are I'm having a great week, unless something goes completely catastrophic within the next two or three days, which I hope is not going to happen. But I hope you guys are doing well. Really good to have you guys back. I got a great episode for you today about freedom and finding your freedom. I wanted to talk about this because this week I have had the pleasure of listening to, for the first time, Wayne Dyer's How to Be a No Limit Person. So this was released in 1980 as a series of audio cassette tapes. And I just I just discovered it because of something that I watched on the internet with, a, with an interview with the woman that invented Spanx and she was talking about how her father gave her these tapes like early in her life after a friend of hers passed away she was still in high school and she listened to them over and over and over and over again and I thought well if that was that influential like I really I probably should listen to this and I'm not opposed to ever listening to things that are older because sometimes older things get lost in the fray and so I started listening to it and wow like it is really fucking good really fucking good. Wayne Dyer, he talks about no limit people or NES people, he calls them, which uh, stands for no erroneous zones. And just the way that they go through life and the way that they feel. And I was thinking a lot about freedom and the way that people view freedom and, and perceive their own freedom and where people are not free. Um, I actually, I wrote about this in, um, I'm in this online community. It's a well-being community. And I wrote about this this week about freedom and about, about material possessions, honestly. So what, what it was was that I was talking about a bad habit that I had. I have a bad habit of biting my fingernails. And I've, I've been doing it since I was nine years old. When I was nine years old, I thought, huh, there are other kids that bite their fingernails. I wonder what that's about. So I started biting my fingernails. And here I am. I'm 35 years old. I still do it. Like, I, don't, I, I talked myself into a bad habit at age nine. I was like, oh, I wonder what it feels like to have a bad habit. And there I was having a bad habit. <laughs> That's actually how it happened. I remember, I remember it so well. I was in third grade and I did it just to see what it was like. It's, it's amazing. And yet it, it stuck with me all these years. But I, I am a fingernail biter. So what I do is, because it's been so long and I've never had fingernails, I mean, really, I haven't had fing- fingernails since I was a child. So I don't really care for the feeling of having fingernails anymore. So I keep my fingernails cut very short so that I won't bite them. But also, I just don't like the feeling of having them. And one time I tried to grow them a couple of years ago and I just noticed all this nonsense, gross dirt that just accumulated under my fingernails. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, is this what these people walk around with? Like, how do you routinely clean this all the time? It didn't matter how clean I was or how I worked to maintain it. Somehow, 
they were always dirty. And I just, I found it to be really off-putting. It was disgusting. But fingernails in our society are seen as a cultural beauty standard for women. Like they're seen as a, a symbol of beauty. And I always think it's interesting because other women will look at other women and, and say things like, oh, wow, I really like your nails. Like I hear my female friends say that to other women. But for me, like I don't even notice fingernails. Like I don't even think about fingernails. And that kind of reminded me of Wayne Dyer's How to Be a No Limit Person in that he was talking about how no limit people, when they show up to parties, if they're dressed casual and everyone's formal or if everybody's casual and they're formal, it's not even that they don't care. It's that they don't even notice that that's a thing. Like they don't even pay attention to the fact that they're different from anyone else because they're not paying attention to what other people are wearing. They're just going through their life like they don't care. And I thought about this very hard because I've always sort of been this way in my life. I was in Whole Foods the other day and as I was paying this uh, one of the cashiers that was not the person cashing me out but the person next to that person looked at me and said, oh wow, I really like your coach wallet. And I said, thank you. Uh, it was a gift. And I was thinking to myself like it made me very uncomfortable because it was a gift. It was a gift for my ex-boyfriend. He bought it for me because he said that it was something that I wouldn't buy myself. And it, and it wasn't. It wasn't something I would buy myself. And I thought about what, you know, how, how did that person even notice what this wallet was? Like I even forget that it's a coach wallet. It's just a wallet that's really good quality that holds my credit cards. Like I don't, I don't think about it that way. But other people do. And then I thought, well, you know, somebody that has a ton of money might see this as a plebeian wallet and somebody that doesn't have much money at all might be like, oh, wow, that's a really nice coach wallet. But for me, it's just a wallet. Like, and to keep thinking about yourself and what you own as some sort of marker for where you're at is kind of frustrating to me that, and people do that. People do that a lot. I just don't really notice it. I've been this way, and, and what, what's interesting is that there was a uh, a woman in this community that responded to me and said, "Oh, can you can you talk to my teenage ingest? Obviously, I'm not going to be talking to this person, but that she said, can you talk to my teenage daughter about this?'" And I thought, you know. I've been this way. I have the very good fortune of having been this way since I was a teenager and it really set up the foundation for my adult life and the way that I thought about this. And I'll tell you where this all kind of started. So when I was a teenager, things that were – it was very, very popular to have a Louis Vuitton bag. I remember all of the – girls that I went to school with had either the brown and tan Louis Vuitton bags or they had the white Louis Vuitton bags with the sort of rainbow colored Louis Vuitton symbols. Everybody had the same purse and it was they were ugly. I mean they were so ugly. I remember everybody had that and everybody had this Von Dutch trucker hat. Okay so I'm putting us in the time frame of about 2002. I got out of high school in 2004. So about 2002, everybody's wearing these really ugly trucker hats that say Von Dutch on them in the early 2000s. Like this shit was ugly. Like these Louis Vuitton bags were ugly. These Von Dutch trucker hats were ugly. These were just ugly fucking things. But I, you know, I thought about it because my, my family, we didn't have money. Like we didn't, we weren't, we weren't starving. We weren't going without food. We didn't not have cable. You know, there wasn't things that, my life wasn't with lack, but we didn't have fucking money. So I didn't have, like my parents didn't do things like, oh, just go buy me a, you know, a Louis Vuitton bag. They did, they did 
buy me things that I needed. Like they bought me a beautiful trumpet one year for uh, for Christmas, I believe. But they never they didn't buy me they didn't buy me senseless things like Louis like designer bags were were a luxury item. Like if you wanted that, you could go get a job and save up for it and something like that. And I always thought that that was pretty fair. But I I thought about it in that. When you acquire, like when I was a kid, even then, I don't remember what it was, but I think that at some point my mother did buy me something that was moderately expensive. I don't remember what it was. When I think back, I don't remember what this particular thing was, but I remember that I got it and I remember thinking like, oh, this doesn't go with this or, oh, now I need this or, oh, and now I need this. And then I thought to myself, this is an unwinnable race this is a rat race I'll never keep up like I'll never be able to keep up with all of these other people I'll never be able to have all of these things it's never ending I thought about it even then at a young age as this is a rat race this is just a rat race so I just I did what I knew how to do I just defied the status quo I said fuck it I'm gonna do what I want I like, and I, I mean, I did, I did dress very uh, flamboyantly back in those days, and I did get a job, and I, and I paid for things that I wanted, but I didn't ever do something just because, because somebody else was doing it, because I thought, oh, fuck, I'll, I'll never be able to keep up, I'll never be able to work enough, I'll never be able to strive enough, I'll just, this is a never-ending fucking thing. One of my favorite quotes in life is from the movie War Games from the 1980s. I love that movie because my father, it was my, the first movie my father recorded on VHS, so we watched it a lot. But at the end of the movie, the computer that was told to play a nuclear war game um, realized that nuclear war was senseless. And it realized it by having to play tic-tac-toe against itself. And it kept, but, and they programmed the computer. If you haven't seen the movie, I just ruined it for you. But anyway, um, if you haven't seen it since the 80s, I don't feel that bad. The computer is playing tic-tac-toe against itself and it realizes that there's there's no way to win. And then it runs, because it does that, it runs all the scenarios for global something, global thermal nuclear war, that was what it was, runs all of the scenarios and it realizes that there's no way to win. So it just says, a strange game. The only winning move is not to play. How about a nice game of chess? And it was great. It's just brilliant it was a brilliant line in a brilliant movie Matthew Broderick I believe is in that movie young Matthew Broderick it was great there's no there's no winning um there's just no winning in the rat race of trying to maintain appearances be able to have things that you know people deem as valuable designer purses you know designer whatever the fuck there's just you can't keep up you can't keep up there's always another level unless you become the richest human in the world and even then you can't keep up there is no end the cycle doesn't end it never ends the younger generations are better with this they're better with this it's the younger generations I'll tell you why they're better at it the younger generations, Gen Z and younger, are better at it because they have grown up in such a global world that they have access to all different cultures all simultaneously at the tip of their fingers via the internet. Instagram, TikTok, every app that comes out. I mean, I know that we have this as an adult, but remember a lot of this programming that happens in your brain happens from a young age. So a lot of these young kids learn really, really young that the world is a very diverse place where there's all different people that have all different things. So it's not as much, but I see this a lot. Baby boomers, early Gen X, they still have this like, this feeling that they have to keep up appearances with like 
different people and they feel that there's like this need to do it. And I think that, you know, I think all people kind of do it. Like, okay, like, well, I have a house. Now I need a bigger house. Well, I have a bigger house. Now I need a bigger house. Now I have a bigger house. I need to move to a, a better neighborhood. I mean, it's like Lords. I'm not proud of my address. And I, I, I relate to that. I grew up in a place where like I would actively lie about where I live. Where was I? This is about, this podcast is about freedom and freedom from those things. And to gain freedom, you got to realize that it doesn't fucking matter. Like none of that stuff matters. It doesn't matter. You, you're you never going to win. So the best thing to do is just give up the narrative. Like you can't keep up. You can't keep up with all of these appearances. You just have to set yourself free. And it's it can be it can be challenging. It can be a challenging thing. Something that I have chosen to do and something that I'm very about I have chosen, I mean, despite the, despite the opposition of, of my mother, my mother doesn't like this, I have chosen to age gracefully. So I very rarely make, wear makeup. When I do wear makeup, it's like eyeliner that I bought at the, the drugstore and um, mascara because I have great eyelashes. Like I don't need to curl them. They're long. It's like one of the, one of the things I'm just like, oh, wow, I really like that about my face. I have very expressive eyes. But I have chosen to age gracefully. So I don't wear makeup. I don't paint a full face on my face. I'm not one of those people that needs to paint on their cheekbones. And I don't dye my hair. And I stopped coloring my hair in my 20s. And now I have quite a bit of gray. I mean, if you look at a, a picture of me, you would say, oh, she's got very beautiful brown, you know, hair. But if you looked at me up close, you would see that I have a lot of, I have a lot of white in my hair. And I, I, just, I just decided that I want to start aging gracefully because I decided that there is no keeping up. Like, you can't keep up. You can't. Like, it's just, it's impossible. It's impossible to keep up. It's impossible to keep yourself from aging. You know, the way to keep yourself from aging is honestly to just engage your body in in movement. Like, move your body, eat good foods, drink a lot of water, and you will naturally look younger and you'll naturally feel like your younger self. Your younger self is, is really the the result of of your thoughts I mean your younger self was the person that existed before somebody told you you had to get a designer handbag or like color your hair you your younger self would have never even thought about that because your younger self didn't care about any of those things your younger self just cared about making themselves happy that's where freedom lies like in terms of adulthood that's where freedom lies like you need to go after the things that you want and all of these other things like the way that you look and what you own those are all balls and chains I am telling you they are and they're just gonna I mean there are people that need to continuously buy things and spend money and that is a never-ending rat race you're never gonna own it all you're just gonna be sitting on a gold mine of shit it's I mean I know people that are serious collectors that are just sitting on gold mines of stuff that I mean is important to them but like what is it doing for you like is your everyday happy do you wake up every day and go oh wow I really love this this really makes me happy or do you wake up every day feeling like oh I need more I need more I need more I need more money I need more this I need more that I need to own more things I need to buy more shit I need to it doesn't end it's a rat race recognizing that you are in a rat race and getting the fuck out of the rat race is the way to freedom that's the way to freeing yourself from this shit. I live in a 90 square foot apartment. I know. I mean, some of you might be like, oh, if you live in a 90 square foot apartment, bitch, I could have moved out a long time ago. What do I really need? What do I really need? I live a happy life. Having possessions doesn't do anything for you. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, as I live through my life, 
my thoughts and how I present myself and who I show up as in society has nothing to do with where I go to sleep at night. Like, it, it has nothing to do with that. Like, if I lived in a beautiful house in Malibu, I would be the exact same person that live, that that is living right now in the East Village in New York, and that person is the same person that lived in fucking Pennsylvania when I was growing up. Like, it was all the same person. Like, we are not our things. We are not even our bodies. We are our, we, I mean, yes, we are our bodies. Our bodies are, are the vessels to move our spirit through life. But really, we are, we are primarily our thoughts. I mean, we are energy. That energy needs to be free. You can't let other people tell you how you're supposed to think, feel, what you're supposed to own. And, and it comes from all sides all the time. I love to, I love to look and notice it. I mean, some of you have been listening in a while. Know I have my master's degree in sociology. Like human beings are fascinating to me. Like fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And it's, it's weird to me, going back to Wayne Dyer, it's interesting to me that he recorded How to Be a No Limit Person in 1980. And I, I see so many similarities with the way that people lived when he recorded those tapes and what he was trying to say about, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you are open to experiencing joy and happiness in the present and going after things that you want and shedding yourself of all of those things that tie and bind you. I mean, it really, it's wonderful. It's just absolutely wonderful. Just, just, I don't understand how people for so long haven't adapted like why don't we think about things this way you know we, they think about this uh, this is a western this is unique to western society you know in eastern societies you see more things when people practice buddhism or you know are buddhists you know they they think very much in this way of this path to enlightenment and you know western society we just don't think that we're not we don't think that way it all kind of just ties together though like this this idea of freedom where are you you as a person where are you not free? Like where is the freedom missing in your life? I, I, I made a note. I, I sometimes have notes before these podcasts and I made a note to talk to you guys about cities. So the note says, why do people go to cities? Why do people go to cities? Well, the more love and passion and determination and all these these powerful emotions like love and gratitude. It's, it's mostly things like that. Love, gratitude, self-acceptance, you know, those kinds of emotions. The more of those emotions you experience, the higher you vibrate. So you give off, like you as a person just give off like all these beautiful beautiful this beautiful energy and you the more of this energy you give off the more you vibrate and that vibration you know says a lot about you as a human being so why do people go to cities cities are centers of activity but they're also centers of people that in my opinion vibrate really high I was talking to a friend about um you know just about different types of people and even though now with the internet we can virtually live wherever the fuck we want and do whatever the fuck we want it seems that people that have these kinds of vibrations always flock to the cities and what's that about well it's kind of about because it's kind of like how you're you're just fighting this giant amount of group think when you live anywhere else you know and I I was fortunate to grow up in the northeast but you know my ex-boyfriend lived in the midwest and holy shit those people there I mean I have never met a 
I've never felt like there was a group of people that I'd ever been around that just were so not in touch with themselves. Like they were, they were so preoccupied with other people's thought. I mean, they were preoccupied with, you know, they watched what they said, very careful about their words, just very, you know, tiptoe over everything. It was, it was really weird. Whereas, you know, where I live, you, you be who you are. Like you be free, be fucking free. I knew I wanted to move to a city when I was young and I remember one of my family members just I remember being young and being an unconventional thinker and wanting different things. I grew up in a small town and everybody wanted the same stuff and you know really it was it was not a good environment for me. I didn't feel like I was stimulated intellectually or otherwise and I remember just I remember one of my family members just yelling at me, why won't you conform? I'll never forget that. I, I try, I have tried and I've pretty much succeeded in letting that go because as an adult, you know, it, it seems that the way that I've lived my life has served me very well and it's been proven. But you know, when you're a teenager, you haven't proved anything. Like you're just a, you're just a, a blob of flesh that's vibrating on its own. This is an example of where shit starts. Why won't you conform? You say this to a teenager. The teenager is vibrating high. They're like, I've got these big dreams for my life. And what happens? An adult that has been indoctrinated into the fact that they have to do something a certain way goes and says that to the teenager. And what does the teenager usually do? They feel like they're a piece of shit and they modify their behavior. And then this happens all throughout your life. So then that's when you develop this ego that's keeping you stuck in place. For some reason, by the grace of God and the big brain in my head, I said, fuck you. (laughs) I think that that was exactly what my response was. I said, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I fucking want. (laughs) I mean, that was... That was kind of my attitude. I I had no problem saying fuck you to authority, especially if I felt like what the authority person was saying to me was wrong um, and didn't align with my beliefs. And I'm still that way. Like I still will say fuck you to somebody if I feel like what you're saying or trying to make me do doesn't align with my beliefs. And, um, you know, I just knew right in that moment, I was like, all right, I just have to put my head down and I have to suffer through these years until I can get myself to New York City or I get myself to a city where I'm around people that are supportive of me. And I, I've lived here, it'll be 13 years this year. I don't know if I'm going to live here forever, but, you know, it, it is, has been a great fortune of mine to be able to be around high vibrating people, like people that just feel like they are unstoppable, like they're on top of the world and they're not afraid and they just say whatever the fuck they mean and mean what they say. And to me, that is gold and I love it. And, you know, I'm not saying that other places are, are not great. To, I, honestly, I would love, I would love as I'm, you know, in the second half of my 30s now, I would really, really, really enjoy moving to a place where there's not poop on the streets all the time. Like I'm getting tired of the crowds and the speed and, you know, the smells and the, and the grossness and the roaches and the rats. And I'm, I'm getting tired of that. I'm getting, I'm really am. Like, you know, you start to get older and you start wanting things like I want nature. I want mountains. I want, you know, I want something that's, I want the desert sky at night. I want, you know, beautiful, beautiful things. I want, I want all of that. I want nature and that vibe. The trade-off with it is you got to give up the high-vibrating people that are in New York City, which I happen to really enjoy. So it's always kind of a weighing it out. I think that I've, I've mentioned this in a previous podcast to you guys. Weigh it out. Like, what do you want most? And whatever you want most, that's the direction you should go. Freedom. 
freedom is living in this moment, being happy in this moment, living your life on your terms, on your terms. Nobody can tell you. Nobody can tell you that you have to color your hair or that you have to do something to your fucking fingernails. All cultural beauty standards are garbage. It's a rat race. All of these, you know, acquiring material possessions, it's a rat race. There's no end. There's no end. Think of yourself as a rat in a maze. That's you. When it comes down to it, when you think about the vast, how vast this universe is, and you think about yourself looking at rats in a maze and thinking, oh, I feel so bad for them. Oh, they just can't get out of the maze. They can't find the cheese. You know that there's a, there is a possibility just by how big this universe is that somebody is looking down at us thinking, oh, those cute little humans. Oh, I mean, come on. You can't think just because you're sentient. You can't think that you are the highest embodiment of God. You're not. Your energy, part of a bigger puzzle. You can be like, fuck you, dude. That's, that's way over my head. That's, it's not. Think about it and feel it. You know it in your heart. You, you know when you were young that you had a feeling about what you wanted. And then somebody, like my family member, yelled something really stupid at you. And you decided to change you know, I mean, I re- and it's I see it a lot with body image. I, I don't I don't want to go too far into body image because that's a, an episode for a future podcast. I would lo- I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on body image coming up. Think about body image. This this is just an example. All the things that people told you about your body that you chose to believe because everybody seems to have some issue with their body. Like, oh, what the fuck? Why do I have this? That's a rat race too, baby. Like, it's you're. Somebody said something to you at some point in your life that made you feel bad about your body and you never stopped. And like you just got to rewire that. You just got to rewire that. And it, it happened to all of us. And at some point you need to realize, okay, I fell for it. I don't need to fall for it again. Like I don't need to make anyone else or their opinions make me not free. Because other people's opinions are worthless. They're fucking worthless. They, they are so worthless. The best thing that you can do move forward with an attitude like you don't give a single flying solitary fuck don't give a fuck just move forward move forward don't care I wonder what the neighbors are gonna think who cares the neighbors aren't thinking about you they're thinking about their own house and how how their house looks to the neighbors no one's thinking about you there's another great quote I like I want to leave you guys with this quote you wouldn't care what people thought of you if you realized how seldom they do think about that You wouldn't care what people thought of you if you realized how seldom they do. I think that that's like, yeah, it might be a word or two off, but it's it's right there on the money, right there on the money. No one's thinking of you. No one cares whether you got the designer bag or not. No one cares whether you got the nice shoes or not. No one cares whether you got the nice nails or not. No one cares. You're going gray. Good for you. Good for you. It's your vibrations that make you sexy, not your body, not your not your you know, the things that you hold on to. I have an almost flawless track record of being able to fuck any man that I've ever wanted to fuck. Except for the gay ones, I am pretty much on the money, spot on. If I wanted him, I had him. Was I always a a knockout 10? I mean, I'm not, I don't believe in using that scale to, you know, objectify women. I'm just saying like, that's, that's kind of an idea. Like, is that what I look like? I look like Andy. You know, I, I find myself to be beautiful. Not everybody does, but it doesn't fucking matter because that's not why people become attracted to you. 
You know, I have been thin at times in my life. I was very, like, overweight in the obesity category at one time in my life. And people found me attractive regardless. People found me attractive when I was a teenager and had blue hair. People find me attractive now that my hair is, is brown with some gray in it. People find me attractive because I have freckles. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't do anything to, to alter what I look like because it's the, it's the vibrations that make you attractive. The rest of the world finds you attractive based on who you are, not what you look like. Not what you look like. I'll give you, I said I was going to leave you with this, but I have another example of this. Like when you get new glasses, right? If you wear glasses, I wore glasses for a long time. And you go and you're, you're trying on the new glasses. And because you're so used to looking at your face all the time, you have this idea of what your face looks like. So when you try on a new pair of glasses, sometimes you're like, oh, no, that's, that's like so, so different. And I, I got to talking to people about this over the summer because I, I got some new glasses and one of my friends also got new glasses. Send me a picture. I didn't even know that this person got new glasses. They pointed it and they're like, yeah, I don't know if I like it this way. I think that this kind of looks whatever. And I was like, you know, it's interesting when somebody else gets new glasses, sometimes it takes you a while to notice because you're looking at their faces like, oh, this is just what I know them to look like. But they know it in such detail. They could tell you where every single freckle on their face is. They could, they could tell, like I have, I can tell you where every single freckle on my face is and where the new ones are and where the old ones are and about what year I got. I've been looking at this face for 35 years. Other people don't look at you that way. So all the little things that you're obsessing over on your face or your body or, or, or like a, a, whatever the fuck, wherever, people don't look at that. They don't even see it. They don't even see it. No one is no one is looking at you. No one is thinking of you. So knowing that information, you should know that what makes people attracted to you and what makes you attractive is your vibrations. Vibrate high. Vibrate so high. Be free. Do not worry about what you own or how you carry it or what you're doing. I mean, don't even worry about that. Worry about what you're doing. I mean, like, you know, in your life. Don't worry about what you're doing when it comes to owning different material possessions that are going to allegedly make you look a certain way. You're never going to keep up. You're not going to keep up with the richest people in the world. You're not going to, you're never, there's always another level. Oh, I got this beautiful pair of shoes. And people will be like, oh, it makes me happy. Does it? How? That's not a rhetorical question, by the way. There are definitely things in the world that can make us happy. I mean, definitely. But always think about it. Like, think about what you're doing and what you're buying and why, and why are you doing it? If, it's, if it genuinely makes you happy because it's, it's something that enhances your life, yes, absolutely. But if it's just because you're trying to keep up appearances with somebody else, you got to reevaluate, guys. You got to reevaluate. You can't let this control you like that. Freedom. It's what I want for all of us. I, I'm fortunate. I am fortunate. And I want everybody to have all of this. So I'm, I'm really happy that you guys came back for this Monday's episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I'm going to be back in a week. In the meantime, in the meantime, you can feel free to check out my other episodes or also like I'm on social underscore Get the Fuck Off on Instagram and Twitter. You guys can give me a follow. If there's anything you guys want to talk about, send me a DM or Email me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. Or you guys can just jump on my email list on my website at getthefuckoff.com. And you'll be hearing from me every week uh, with some content to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. Be free. Be happy. Be filled with high vibrations. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Be safe. Talk really, really soon.